You know, it seems like the older you get, the sooner Thanksgiving and Christmas come around every year. This week as I was preparing and this morning as we were worshiping together, I had to ask myself this question. You know, we sang that song that nothing compares to you. But can I truly give thanks in all situations? You know, if I were a parent uh, watching my daughter try to come back from a coma, like a family in Columbus that I know, uh, the parents of Carissa Yoder, would I be thankful? You know, if, if I were living at the Salvation Army and didn't know where my next meal was coming from, would I be thankful? If I were watching a parent slowly deteriorate and I'd be watching, I, I would, I'm watching them die, would I be thankful? If I would have been diagnosed with terminal cancer, could I really be thankful? Because it seems like a lot of what we're thankful for and it's okay is for the material things that we have in life. And this week, you know, as we, as we celebrate Thanksgiving on Thursday, we're going to be thankful for moist turkey and mashed potatoes with no lumps in it and noodles that don't stick together. And we'll be thankful if we have a TV that works when the cowboys are on. And that will, in a lot of cases, be the extent of our thankfulness. But could I really be thankful? Would really nothing compare to God's goodness if I were the family that lived in Mount Vernon who re realized the, 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 the horrible reality of, of family members being brutally murdered? Could I really, really be thankful? Because that's not what giving thanks, it's not about our circumstances. Giving thanks is about what God has done in our lives. And, you know, when you go back to the original Thanksgiving to the pilgrims, they had a custom that they, um, after, when they began to celebrate Thanksgiving, they would put five kernels of corn on every plate before they began their meal. And each person would take a kernel of corn and, and give five reasons why they are thankful. If I were to give you five kernels of corn this morning, and I would go around and we would ask every one of us to give five things that we are thankful for, what would they be? Why are you thankful? Why am I thankful? Turn with me to Psalm 103. Yeah, because for the pilgrims, they were reminded the, what those five kernels of corn were for was back before they had anything, or they had rations of five kernels of corn at each meal. And so the five kernels were to remind them of, of earlier times when they had nothing. But Psalm 103 really struck me this week, and this is a psalm, a prayer by David in which he talks to his own soul and reminds himself of how blessed he really is. 
And he gives us five things to praise God for, or he praises God for five things that he sees about his life. And you know, and all of us from time to time need to, to wake ourselves, to talk to ourselves the way that David talks to himself. Psalm 103 and verse 1, David says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all of our sins and heals all of our diseases. Who redeems my life from the pit and who crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desire with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. You know, oftentimes I, go, I am good at telling God what I want, the things that I desire. You know, for tomorrow, this is what I want. This is what I want for my family. This is what I want for me. But what Psalm 103 does, it gives us a good do dose of washing away the complaining and replacing it with a heart of gratitude to the Lord. You know, and I'm not sure when in his life David wrote this, but it is possible that David wrote this psalm near the end of his life as he looks back on his past. And when he looks back and he speaks of the experiences of God's tender mercies on his life. And you know, David, David didn't have a real easy life. David experienced a lot of hardship. A lot of his hardship were experiences that he brought upon himself. But as David looks back, he recognizes the tender mercies of the Lord on his life as he lived throughout um, the day, lived all the days of his life. Because, you see, we have to sometimes think back before we can be thankful. We have to, to ponder the things of the past before we can praise God. And we have to remember before we can rejoice. And Thanksgiving is a time like that for us to ponder, to think about life and, and where we've come from and where we are and the things that we really have to be thankful for. Because all of us sitting here have things to be thankful for. All of us have a place to go to, to sleep tonight. All of us have food to eat and clothes to wear. But there are some greater things that we have to be thankful for. And those are the spiritual blessings that we as Christ's followers have experienced and continue to experience. And here are the five, five things that, that I see in Psalm 103 that we have to be thankful for. It says, He forgives all of our sins. As a Christ follower, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, one of the greatest things that, that I have to be thankful for is I have been forgiven of all of my sins, every one of them. And apart from that forgiveness of those sins, I am damned to eternity in hell. And yet because of Jesus Christ, I've been forgiven, and I now have the free gift, the promise of spending eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. So the forgiveness of our sins is the greatest blessing that we receive. You see, our greatest problem is that is the guilt that we feel because of our sin. And our greatest need is to know the forgiveness that comes from Jesus Christ. And you know what? We've all blown it. 
Let's face it, all of us have blown it from time to time. We continue to blow it. But here David says he forgives all of our sins. When I blow it and I ask forgiveness, as 1 John 1 says, 1, 9 says, if I confess my sins, he is righteous and just and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts that I can be thankful for this season, all year long. But think about that. This holiday, this Thanksgiving season, think about the fact that you have been forgiven. You know, Psalm 103, if you go, go on down to verse 8, it says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us like our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. That is one of the great things about forgiveness. We're not repaid for what we deserve. It says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is our love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions or our sins from us. And as the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. I am thankful because my sins are removed from me as far as the east is from the west. Is that something to be thankful for? I think. I know. Then he says, he goes on, he says, he who forgives our sins and heals all your diseases. God does still heal people today. And if you've been healed, then you need to thank God for that healing. You know, whether it was through a doctor's diagnosis or through medication or through a procedure that is done, it ultimately still is God who heals us, brings that healing to our lives. Because all healing must come from the Lord. That's why we pray for people who are sick. Now, why is not everybody that we know, when we pray for them, why aren't they all healed? That's something I cannot answer. But God still does heal. And Psalm 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim the cap freedom for the captives and to release from darkness the prisoners. You know, I believe God heals people with all sorts of, whether it is physical or emotional or spiritual, God is still healing people today. And it's one of the great things that we have to be thankful for. So if you've been healed from cancer, from some other disease, then you can be thankful that God has healed you. But our ultimate healing will come when we are raised immortal and incorruptible. The day when Jesus Christ comes back and takes us to heaven with him, then is when we will be thankful for that complete eternal healing that we receive when we meet Jesus. So he forgives us. He brings healing to us. And then he says, David says that he redeems your life from the pit. That word redeem means to rescue from danger in a time of trouble. 
You know, he ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. That's the, the New Living Translation. It says, he ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. If you go to Psalm 40, Psalm 40, one of my favorite psalms says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. You know, this week I met, met a person who, you know, he's, who is down there in that pit, in the mud and the mire, and is struggling to find a firm foundation is struggling to find that solid rock that David talks about here. And you know, as Christ followers, one of our responsibilities is to help people, to give them a hand to pull them out of the mud and the mire, to show them Jesus Christ so they know where to set their feet. But, you know, sometimes I get so busy with life and with my stuff that I forget my responsibility to help people out of the mud and the mire that they find themselves in. And what if we, this Thanksgiving season, would make it a point to pray for and to look for people that are in the mud? Yeah, you know, Keith and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, we really need to get down in the mud with these people, with people that are hurting, and to help them out. But too often I'm afraid to get dirty because it's uncomfortable. But that's what we've been called to do. Are we willing to go there? Am I willing to go there? Psalm 40 then goes on. And you know what? We've all been in that pit. We've all been in the mud. We've all been wallowing there at one point in our lives. Until we met Jesus Christ, then he lifted us up, put us on a solid rock. And it says, he put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to God. May many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. So I have to be thankful that God lifted me out of that pit. And then Psalm 103 says that he crowns me. He has crowned me with love and compassion. You know, not only does he rescue me from the pit, but he crowns me. He places a crown of love and compassion. Some of the translations say loving kindness. He crowns me with loving kindness. That means to display loyal, unending, unchanging love towards us. Think about that. This perfect God that we serve, 
loves us so much that he comes down into the pit. He lifts us out and he places a crown of loyalty and of unending, unchanging love towards us. He loves you completely. He loves you unconditionally. He will always love you. And I need to be thankful for that. I need to be thankful that that I have this crown on my head that, that God has placed there. I am his child. I am royalty. I am a child of the king. And am I ever thankful for that? Do I ever express that? Do I ever say, Lord, I am so thankful that I am your child, that I am a child of the king, that I am royalty? I'm thankful for your crown of loving kindness. So I am forgiven. I may have been healed. I've been redeemed. I've been crowned. The fourth kernel or four kernels of corn. And then he says, he satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I love the way the message uh, paraphrase puts it. He says, he wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. You know, the text says that he satisfies you with good. But there is nothing on earth that satisfies us deeply except God himself. That's the only satisfaction, true satisfaction, true fulfillment that I will ever experience. And if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you are always going to be looking for something to satisfy. And if you're searching for something, if there is an emptiness in your heart, if there's always, you're always looking for something new, looking for something better, looking for that next great high, that next great experience, you're never going to be satisfied apart from Jesus Christ. It says, He satisfies. And this word satisfy here is sort of like, you know, on Thursday, after you've had this big helping of mashed potatoes and gravy and noodles, and then you go back for the second one and, and you have another half and you're just, oh, whew, you've had enough. That's the kind of satisfaction that, that this is talking about. Jesus, he is just, he is enough. You don't need anything else. No dessert, no nothing. He is all you need. When you have him in your life, he completely satisfies. And the reason that, that our world, we see people running around, we see people getting into debt, we see people buying things they can't afford and doing things they can't do, is because they're looking for satisfaction that can only come from Jesus Christ. He satisfies me. He renews our youth. He makes us young again. He refreshes us. Now, Physically, we won't be younger. You know, the wrinkles will continue to come and the gray hair or the no hair will continue to be there. But inside, he says, we are renewed like the eagles. If you want to stay young at heart, then satisfy yourself with Jesus Christ. 
You know, some of the greatest people and inspirational people that I meet are our elderly people who are satisfied and full of Jesus Christ. Because there is an energy and a youth about them that, that, is, that is contagious. And when we're satisfied in Jesus Christ, we become contagious because of our youthfulness. But be satisfied in Jesus Christ. You know, God tells us, I will give you whatever you need so you can soar, so you can be young like the eagle. So we've been forgiven, we've been healed, we've been redeemed, we've been crowned, and he will satisfy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I've just talked about five benefits that will satisfy your soul if we don't get caught up in all these other things that life throws at us. So this Thanksgiving season, this week, don't think about the have-nots, the things that you don't have. Think about the things that you do have the blessings that you have, the spiritual blessings, and the other blessings that, that, that you have. You know, every day, do the five kernel exercise. Every day, think of five things and verbally express them to your heavenly Father. Five things every day. Write them down. And maybe this year at your Thanksgiving Meal as a family, five blessings, five things that you're thankful for this season and share it with each other. What are the five things that you are thankful for this holiday season, this Thanksgiving season? And just remember the spiritual blessing of you've been what? Forgiven. You've been Healed, you've been redeemed, you've been crowned, and you have been satisfied. Five blessings this Thanksgiving season for us to remember and to rejoice in. Let's stand. Father God, I thank you for these great blessings. Lord, this Thanksgiving season that we are in, Lord, so often I think about what I don't have and forget about what, what you have so bountifully blessed me with. Lord, I thank you that I have been forgiven and will not spend eternity in hell. Thank you that, that you have healed me. Lord, you've healed me emotionally. You've healed me spiritually. Lord, you've healed my body. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for that. Lord, I thank you that, that I have been redeemed. I've been lifted out of the pit. And you set my feet upon a solid rock. I thank you, Lord, that I am crowned as a, as, a, as a child of God. I am royalty. I am your son. And thank you that you do satisfy. Lord, you are enough. You are all that I need. 
And Lord, I pray that this, this Thanksgiving season, not only would we celebrate and rejoice in, in, in our thankfulness, but Lord, we would act. And Lord, we would be a blessing. Lord, we would walk with people that, that are less fortunate than us. Lord, we would, we would bless people with material things, but also we would bless people with the encouraging words of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we separate, as we depart from here, may we this week think of the five things. Lord, every day remind us of, of five things that we have to be thankful for. Lord, may we rejoice in them. And may we honor and glorify you because of your great blessing. And I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving week. See you next Sunday.